Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast, Foodcast 360, where we talk about football and all the stuff related to football. Yeah, it's been a long week ahead. Uh, it's been a long week before. Uh, yeah, after a week, we'll be we are here with our fans. Uh, we are going to be reviewing the Champions League draw that has took place uh, three days ago, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, I think this episode is kind of special for me, and it will be special for you too because. it always stays in my heart you know a lot of guys is here uh, not only from a single league i think aaron is here from bundesliga uh, chintan parmeshwar dio is here uh, sk neo is here uh, sandeep is here from premier league vibhav is here and pritam is our new guy on the podcast and pritam and new or the new guys that are appearing for the first time in our podcast pritam here he supports real madrid so Pritam, can you introduce yourself to the guys? Hello. Yeah, go on, bro. Hello, I am Pritam. Like, I support Real Madrid. Like, I'm following Real Madrid since five to six years now. It's been it's been a pleasure to come over here. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Pritam. Uh, I'll be expecting you to joining join our uh, future episodes and Neo here. Uh, uh, yeah he's a friend of mine he played with me the real football he played with me so he supports liverpool here i think our group has a lot of liverpool fans it's great because you know other three liverpool fans are not available tonight so he's in to fill the place so new uh, introduce yourself man go on bro can i start yeah okay uh, i'm new I, i've been uh, following uh, football keenly for over a decade now i follow serio also and i follow inter closely also so thank you for the welcoming me to this podcast yeah thank you new it's great to have you here i think our fan following of the podcast is growing so well we are getting around 50 to 60 Uh, listeners per episode i think it's great because you know we started the we started this podcast nearly a month and a half ago and it's great uh, thank you guys for the support and we'll start the episode uh, today we are going to be talking about the champions league draw that took place it's it's a, it's a great draw you know a lot of things happened uh, man city and paris saint germain are in the same group uh, liverpool and atletico you know they had uh knockout stages last season they had a fiery battle and now they are same they are in the same group you know ac milan made their appearance after a long time uh a lot of things happened and we are here to talk about it so we'll start with group a here first so for group a we have manchester city paris saint germain rb leipzig and club bruge so for group a sandeep is here he's a manchester city fan so he, sandeep what's your your thoughts on uh, group es other fixtures other than city you know you will be going up against paris saint germain leipzig you know they they destroyed manchester united last season club bruges can also kind of surprise but it's not it, we can't rely on that so your thoughts on the fixtures oh thank you balaji first of all for uh, calling me again on your podcast and uh, congratulations on your f- one month anniversary on uh, the 
completing actually the one month uh, for the podcast and uh, talking about uh, the Champions League draw uh, the group A uh, Manchester City have uh, been uh, with uh, PSG they have PSG uh, Leipzig and Club Rouge as uh, uh, I think actually uh, I don't know I mean might have been rigged somewhat because there were some speculations that were going on that uh, Ronaldo might join Manchester City so maybe and no that's it's pretty uh, funny uh, when it as it sounds because uh, it would have been again uh, ronaldo versus messi sort of thing but uh, it is it isn't but right now what we can say as a manchester city citizen uh, point of view what i can say is that uh, the draw is very very good actually and uh, the group that we are in is uh, quite uh, i would say not a group of death because uh, the teams are not really uh, up to the marks because we have club bruges and uh, uh, leipzig is basically there's no nagelsmann and uh, we've uh, really uh, like today or basically yesterday i've come to know that uh, sabitzer also has joined bayern and upma i don't know the defender's name what do you call him like upma seno or something like that opakano okay yeah so sure uh him so uh, leipzig are actually not the same anymore but they can still give uh, a hard uh, battle uh, just like uh, last year uh, uh, gave it to united so i would rather say that uh, the the group stage that uh, we might be in and uh, we might actually top the table uh, in the champions league uh, group a uh, because uh, if you see messi is still settling down and uh, Uh, Mbappe I've heard about that he might leave very soon and talking about club bruges uh, uh, uh they are the underdogs as well the but uh, beating manchester city won't be easy for them so i guess uh, i think uh, manchester city are going to top the top the uh, top the table and without losing any of the matches that's all yeah great prediction Yeah, yeah, that's a that was a brave prediction, you know, uh, going up against the likes of Neymar, Mbappe, and Messi. You know, Mbappe is still linked with Real Madrid, and Pritam is also here. He'll be talking about those things in the upcoming minutes. So yeah, uh, talking about Leipzig, we have Eric here. It's a sad story for Eric because you know uh, he went, he he lives there, and he's a diehard fan of Leipzig. he went to the wolfsburg match it's an away game and they lost so he must be sad and he asked me to leave him alone for for a week so yeah i think we could have had like three fans paris and german uh, yeah arjun is also not available for this episode so we'll conclude the group a with uh, yeah sandeep's prediction it's manchester city who's going to top the group so yeah coming to group b we have two fans here but the group is is an awesome group for me it's it's the best group so far you know atletico liverpool they had a fiery battle last season uh, milan can surprise everyone you know last season they qualified for the champions league after years porto you know they also surprised juventus last season so for me it's it's the basic group of death but not compared to the last season's draw you know last season had a great draws a, a tough group so yeah first let me ask uh, neo here on his thoughts on going up against atletico again in the group stage itself 
for me this is a bit of a throwback uh, moment to watch uh, simeone again uh, because what the santics uh, a couple of years back was a bit over the top uh, after he defeated us at anfield uh, so it will be a nice opportunity for uh, revenge this time also i feel the photo will be uh, dark horse uh, because uh, they have always been uh, strong in the group stages and also seeing uh, the return of uh, marco gruvic to anfield uh, makes it an interesting one so we'll see i think we'll progress as the second member uh, in this group because uh, it's going to be tough so uh, any team which gets a first 10 points in this group will be lucky to get it so we'll see yeah. yeah your thoughts on milan's appearance in this group you left i think you left out milan milan i don't, I don't think are uh, too strong uh, as a squad but they have a very good uh, first level so yes. they have to keep their for deep their uh, first uh, when the main players fit like tomori and uh, mainly uh, uh, what's his less back names uh, tio and andes both those players have to be fit for them to have any chances of uh, progress i think because yeah, so... uh, other, other 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 members have have uh, are very young in uh, experience when it comes to cl generally yeah yeah so thank you neo for your predictions on your thoughts on this group so let me ask chintan here chintan do you agree on neo's uh, words like inexperience plays a major role on ac milan's this season's campaign on the champions league uh, yeah i think uh, to an extent it will and uh, we've been coming out after a long hiatus of almost 7 years and uh, being a fan of milan since the past two decades almost uh, it's hard because i've seen the highs what milan faced in the in the mid 2000s you know we were it was a kind of a total domination and uh, to see to see where we are right now it's a, a bit of a cycle i guess so uh, inexperience of course will play a big role and uh, being in pot for we knew we were going to be in a group of death uh, but only good thing is that means the pressure is off to be very honest no one expects in this group milan to qualify and uh, they will the pressure is off you know and we'll be playing our natural game and uh, what these young players have shown over a period of past one one and a half years when we played uh, juventus away uh, you know juventus is one of the big teams uh, in the world not just seria uh, we've shown that we play pressureless football there's nothing to prove so uh, it'll be a great uh, viewing uh, for me atletico madrid i only team i to be very honest wanted to avoid i would have liked any other team my only team i wanted to avoid was diego simeone's atletico because of the way they press and that has been milan's uh, a little weak point if the team out presses us we kind of lose uh, only team i wanted to avoid was atletico madrid well liverpool uh, it's it's funny you know because i have such bitter memories of liverpool uh, especially in the 2005 mm-hmm. champions league finals though we got our revenge but it's still very fresh feels like it never goes away it's always good playing and plus what better atmosphere you want for your kids to uh, experience than anfield uh, but i feel uh, i think uh, uh, milan will be the dark horses uh, as neo said not porto because i feel milan will play without pressure and it's very hard to predict if milan will go through because atletico and liverpool on paper are of course stronger uh, but i i will not rule that out i i think uh, beating liverpool will be a little tag too much but i think we can do i can we can get better of atletico and porto especially on our day uh, so atletico have just changed their formation they've gone to 3 4 3 
you know, 3-1-4-2, you know, which is Diego Simeone's actual formation, which won him the title before. So, that they have got that tactical change to manage why they fell short last year in the Champions League against Bayern especially. So, I feel uh, it's probably the toughest group. I think it's one of the toughest groups I have faced, uh, I have seen in the Champions League. But I somehow feel that Milan might sneak this. Who do you think is the strongest team in this group? Uh, on paper, Liverpool. I feel on paper, Liverpool is the strongest team. Uh, but I will never count Simeone's team out. I think when Diego Simeone plays against any team, not just uh, Liverpool or anyone, I think he has that he has that uh, little extra because his team, his team is drilled in a way and he follows... Uh, he follows certain. Uh, he's come from an old school Argentinian school of thought, where you know, of course, we see Marco Bielsa. He's doing wonders at Leeds, and people were surprised. But that is how Bielsa plays, you know. And he's somehow from a similar school of thought. And you see his press, uh, especially even when he's up and he loses the ball. I'm not saying Liverpool doesn't press, but they have a different way of pressing. And his moving back to three, three, one, four, two, I think makes them a little bit of a favorites because. They have that width now and they have Puke and Pondogbia standing behind you know, in front of the defense. And I think Luis Suarez has just been re- like it's a reborn thing for him. I feel they fell, they they're a little short on the strikers thing because I don't think Caresco is a striker, he's a winger. And but of course, Liverpool on that day, if they click, I think they're the most I think the scariest team in the Champions League. I would not want to face Liverpool in song. I'd rather place even PSU or a city than Liverpool because on song Liverpool are the scariest team. Getting so many players back, I heard some rumors that um, uh, a lot of things have been going on with the international break. That uh, 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 Mohamed Salah might—I don't know what if it's true. I think Neo might be able to answer that he might not be able to play for the Champions League first game because of the you know uh, the COVID issue. So I don't know how true is that you know because isolation issue. But Mohamed Salah missing would be probably a gift for Milan. But I think uh, Atletico I Madrid. Think, uh... I think I'm just speculating, but uh, I think uh, even if he's a uh, doubt for the uh, first game after the international break, that will be for the league game only. Since the Champions League game happens midweek, I think he should be fine. I think. No, I, I think it's four, I don't know. So if it's 14 days, then he might miss it. But yeah, I think I would, to be very honest, I'd rather face uh, a full strength uh, Atletico Madrid and Liverpool. This is the first year we have come back. A very young team. Uh, Maldini is doing great things with Milan right now. Probably in a year or two, probably will be more is competitive. It, uh, is is... It be, but the coach is purely, right? Yeah, coach is purely, but Maldini and Masara are putting the team together, you know. And Maldini being uh, as great as he was, he has a good reading yeah, yeah. about certain players. You know, you can see the way he's picking. Tomori was his pick and out and out he wanted a player like Tomori because it's not... He had said it very clearly that nowadays, uh, being a tactically smart defender... Is not how it goes, you know. You need to be He's fast, fast also. to understand. Yeah, so his, his idea is different, and of course, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone knows how Maldini was great till 40, but you know, he used to sit back. You know, his tactics were immaculate. But I think the game has changed now, and that is why he wanted a very modern day defender. Nowadays, uh, pace so, is a must. Yeah, so that is what, right? So if you play against a quicker team, of course, like you're going to be playing against Liverpool, we want Tamori to somewhat, uh, you know be able to catch up with certain players. And that is why I guess Theo Hernandez, our big back, David Calabria, I think all in all, we have a younger team because he is relying on pace. 
and he has a very fixed agenda the way he's buying players also so i i, I do feel atletico liverpool are of course clear favorites but i somehow feel we might make this game uh, we might just finish second i hope we get europa at least i'm pretty sure about europa it's all about the first game right the first game is at anfield you know so if we get a yeah. positive result a draw or a win or something like that that's like a a good bench a launch pad for us and that pressure is off right you know when you play your first game at anfield you know that noise that reception the booing or whatever you know uh, so it is always a good launch pad for the player not 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 bad for the first game after seven years in the cl yeah yeah and, and by the way our last game is a very bitter pill because our last game in uh, champions league was atletico madrid we got kicked out in the quarter finals by then they went to move in the finals so better we lost 4-1 that also and uh, anfield liverpool moldini moldini had said otherwise it's one of his favorite english teams always been historically his favorite english team is liverpool so it's great you know it's mutual respect uh, it's it's a great battle and plus who does not want to see historically two big teams you know 13 titles between them 6 and 7 so great viewing for general audience but pretty scary for a milanese i guess but i'm pretty sure i, I know i know neo he's been supporting liverpool for a while i think younger audience don't really know uh, what milan was in the previous decade you know uh, they were scary i think everyone used to be scared to face milan i think parmeshwar is the right one to answer this question so it, they were a scary team and at least as long as that fear is back that is what a club wants right as long as long as they were in uh, till uh, scary till 2011 after that uh, they started fading Yeah, yeah, because of course the uh, the money issue and Serie A going down, Juventus yeah, dominating. So it, as a lot of things, a lot of things, yeah, a lot of things went against us. And uh, no, good first don't follow us. No, first don't follow us. Selling uh, Ibra and uh, Thiago Silva in the same window to PSG. That 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 is what that is what uh, uh, you know. Take it. We won the we won the title and we sold two best players. You know, for some money and. Uh, Leonardo no one really likes to talk about Leonardo in Serie A so <laughs> he's like a, a silent villain you know so uh, yeah the thing is see we wanted to start a cycle back then unfortunately it didn't happen the uh, uh, Silvio Berlusconi of course everyone knows the living playboy uh, he had to sell the club <laughs> and he couldn't do much and he sold it to fraud chinese owners and we went we were taken over by a hedge fund slowly slowly we are coming back you know so Mm-hmm. we have no like you know like i your epl figures me and parmeshwar talking about it in the last podcast when your figures like 100 million and your milan can't even afford to play half of bernardo silva salary even for loan you know so tough times mm-hmm. but it is commendable how inter and milan i would like to say even in these tough times how they've put forward such a, a decently competitive team you know uh, it's yeah, commendable yeah, yeah. both the both the yeah. boards have done a great job even to replace lukaku they've done exceptionally well i feel you know so yeah, inter- it's good to see yeah i think uh, milan will be getting the uh, europa league spot so yeah don't get me wrong by rushing uh, let's move to the group c here we have sporting uh, dortmund ajax and besiktas it's quite a underrated group you know uh, not a very big team is there other than dortmund you know dortmund are considered to be the second biggest in in the group they go every season so yeah uh, aaron your thoughts on going up against the likes of ajax sporting and besiktas
on bro yeah so in group c we have a very straightforward group uh, sporting ajax and uh, besiktas and uh, dortmund are like uh, how to say the favorites in this group relatively straightforward group uh, compared to last year also we had an easy group uh, so i think our record is excellent against the teams in the group so against uh, sporting we had played 2 and 1-2 and uh, against besiktas we had played 2 and 1-2 and uh, ajax are the only one that uh, we lost two matches to so we had played 4 1-2 and lost two uh, the uh, ajax the last time we faced ajax was in uh, 2012 uh, i think the score was 4-1 royce and uh, lewandowski scored i think also gotsa got one goal so uh, we have fond memories in that stadium uh, i think it was the last uh, time we saw lewandowski score a lot for us so yeah, those were the good old mem- uh, memories you know so yeah, yeah uh, dortmund will be the group leaders for me ajax can surprise and beat dortmund you know Do- uh, looking at the current situation at dortmund you know they have uh won against won their last match against offenheim in a pretty bad way to say you know last minute goals are not considered you know it's great for an excitement but you look look forward to the upcoming matches you know that's not the way you want to win and get the three points you know that's just by a luck or but, another but way. it was an extremely entertaining match you have to agree yeah yeah the entertainment was fun but you know a uh, team like dortmund you know everyone is expecting them to top the group c uh, for me I, i have a little bit feeling that ajax could surprise and ajax could be that table topper you know i am a dortmund fan and it's coming out of my word it's coming out of my mouth so yeah it's it's quite a wild group group c to you know uh, compared to group b nothing else is the best group other than group b you know a lot of revenge is set to take place liverpool and atletico uh, milan and liverpool so yeah looking at group c also i think fans will not more morely look at group c but you know uh, it, it could be an entertaining group dortmund ajax and sporting three most underrated clubs among the fans around the world uh, i don't think besiktas stand a chance against them and it's my personal opinion i think it's uh, Yeah, go no, on. I have a thing to say. Like, I I have a feeling like the first match day, which is uh, uh, Dortmund versus Besiktas at uh, uh, in Turkey in their home ground. I think that will be the most entertaining and the most difficult picture for Dortmund. So I think you know about the uh, Turkish fans in their stadium. Like uh, they make their full stadium like a living hell for the away team, and uh, that might play a very big factor. And also. I think you might know that Batshuayi is actually playing for uh, Besiktas now. This season he is on loan from yeah, Chelsea. Yeah, the Batman is there at Besiktas. Yeah, so he's he's a Dortmund favorite for those who don't know. Even though he was just a loan player, he became a fan favorite instantly because of his uh, goal scoring. Uh, and uh, in very tight situations, he's helped Dortmund finish a win. So he's uh, he's like a fan favorite. And to face him now in the I think. Uh, we we'll face him on 15th of september it's uh, it's going to be very weird experience yeah you know uh, i saw memes on the internet that haland could actually break ronaldo's 17 goal record 
you know coming up against ajax sporting and beskitas you know you can you, can you like make a prediction that haland could actually break that record this season on the champions league yeah so uh, irrespective of the bundesliga form he loves scoring in the champions league so yeah we can we'll, i think we'll be able to see him break uh, his own record first we'll see then uh, cr7's record maybe uh, it requires a little bit of luck also yeah not only luck but the team is also needed to be progressing on the knockout stages yeah. which is not a great thing for dortmund on, over the years you know we failed in that in the on the like knockout stages so let's hope dortmund uh, top this group and get a easier team on the round of 16 so yes uh, the next group is group h we're going to be talking about group h here yeah it's also a great group you know chelsea in the likes of chelsea juventus zenit is there and malmo we all thought ac milan and malmo could like get together you know uh, zlatan's homecoming it could be but it didn't happen so for group h we have chelsea and juventus fans here chelsea fan sk is here sk so what's your thoughts yeah. on the group man i think it's a pretty uh, i mean chelsea and juventus should be going through uh unless and until we don't see any you know any surprises or untoward event uh zenit and malmo good teams uh we are also facing them i think once we face them i think malmo or zenit i forgot but facing them uh, after a long gap probably they'll also be pretty nervous looking at chelsea and juventus and chelsea have established uh, this season as the champions of europe one of the tough teams to even uh, you know score a goal against so it will be a very interesting thing was looking forward for chelsea versus Ju- juventus Now with Ronaldo on United, it'll be interesting to see how Juventus is going to line up with Allegri. We know they're going to play deep down or a you know not a mid to low block kind of a team or a possession counter attacking kind of a team. So it'll be interesting. It should be a good group for both the clubs to follow follow through. Yeah. Yeah, there should be no doubt on who's going to come through of that group. You know, Chelsea and Juventus will come through. There is there should be no doubt. yeah like you said unless and until there there is going to be some surprises i have a slight doubts on juventus you know after ronaldo left uh, unexpectedly to be honest uh, they lost their games against empoli the they came on from the serie b so are in your thoughts on the group and also the ronaldo thing yeah so we are being drawn with chelsea and i'm so happy that a manager like tuchel and allegri will face each other and i'm so excited to see the games versus chelsea and yeah it's a pretty easy group for us not looking at our current form keeping side that we can easily qualify at least at second place i'm not i'm not doubting the depth of chelsea they had and they are such an amazing team the form they carry now and we are a bit of a shaky team right now when the ronaldo point you ask me it is a big hole that is need to be fill with many players and yeah he left a void behind him and it is important to fill this because we are totally reliant on him for the goals and he scored last season like 29 goals in serie a for us and additional champions league and coppa italia goals so yeah we are definitely going to miss him and his clutch moments but if we work as a team like chelsea did last season in champions league we can 
even top the group and surprise everyone but for that we have to work like a team and if we cannot put performances you can see a shock in the group age yeah uh, yeah so you know when ronaldo left uh, united the next season united struggled a bit the same with real madrid you know the next season zidane left if i am not wrong pritam is here with the uh, real madrid's expertise so i think it's going to be a shaky season for juventus too i, I don't see them winning the uh, serie a too it's my personal opinion you know uh, after the, yeah. the top scorer of your team left it's pretty hard to replace him but you know uh, moise keen uh, is coming on loan with a future buy option back to juventus you heard that you, you heard those news man yeah yeah i'm very happy that i our own home grown player is coming back to juventus his loan spell with psg is amazing he scored 20 plus goals for them some in champions league and some in league 1 as well so i'm happy that if we could at least fill half of what ronaldo did in here i will be so happy but that point that i said in the beginning that we have to work like a team to fill that ronaldo gap everyone needs to contribute a bit so if we work like a team then we can easily overcome any challenges and it is still match day 2 in seria we are a bit behind every team like milan and inter milan just very strong i am not going oh. to extend it a bit but we can not draw to any conclusions in the match day 2 i am still believing in allegri and let's see what he does with this team yeah roma looks strong too yeah but roma is not in the champions league so yeah it's it's going to be a tough season ahead both in the champions league and serie yeah, a and, yeah i wish very challenging luck. season ahead yeah i wish very good luck to you ahead. yeah i wish good luck to you and juventus so thank you sk and aryan for your thoughts on the group heads. thank you guys yeah thank you so, thank you guys thank yeah you. so next we'll be talking about group d uh for me the second best group so far because you know inter and real madrid are there not only inter and real madrid shakhtar is also there and sherif their first uh, team to come out to the champions league from their country it's great you know so parmeshwar your thoughts on the draw yeah yeah i mean see i wanted a different group only because i wanted a variety of matches but you know the only new different team is sherif tiraspol and see i mean it's it's very different from last year honestly see last year shakhtar uh, didn't have roberto deserbi as their coach now they do and i believe they'll be better off this time around because deserbi is a coach who, who whose prime focus is to improve players technically and actually because when he moved to shakhtar you know he's one of my favorite coaches to follow so i've actually watched all of their games so far and yeah technically a very dangerous team and better off than last time although you could argue that their qualification to the group stage was a bit controversial with how they won versus monaco um had the away goals rule still be there they would have probably been out of it and you know monaco didn't get a penalty as well but that's you know that's done and dusted now but uh, yeah i mean you know shakhtar i feel will be more dangerous you know deserve is a play is a sorry is a coach who focuses on a more possession oriented approach and you know he has some key players in there like you know lasina traore he has you know uh, manor salomon as well 
and you know these players on if you if you give them too much space and you know too much time on the ball can can you know break down defenses easily so i would i would say that shakhtar are sort of better of this time than last season um but but with deserby you also get this one problem that when he tends to play like sort of a higher line he does tend to leave his defenses open and i was watching shakhtar the other day in the league and they drew a match they should have won probably so and that was down to you know again playing a high line and leaving too many spaces so it's still a work in progress but i would still say that shakhtar are a better off than last season but then you know on the other hand you also have real madrid as well uh, of course different again this time you know we have three italian coaches in the group uh, carlo ancelotti is back they've got antonio pintos as their uh, fitness coach back from us and i think that will play a key factor because real madrid themselves had like 65 injuries last season and i expect i know all they, they still do have a few injuries right now like modric and everyone but i think overall they'll be better off in terms of conditioning and of course you see yeah, i watched uh, real madrid versus betis the other day and also the first game versus alaves uh you i mean you know hazard looked very impressive to me in that first game in terms of his work rate uh you know benzema is benzema i don't know this I, i can't praise him more you know and ancelotti again focuses on a more sort of possession based approach with a, a faster recycling of the ball and you know then again you have players like casemiro in there as well to win a midfield battle and i remember last season facing them uh of course arturo vidal cost us one of the games with a stupid red card but uh, mm. but yeah but uh, you know a lot has changed since then but i still expect real madrid to put up the same fight of sorts you know i expect i expect them to be favorites still uh you know i know you could start of question their backline with ramos uh, leave and varan leaving but again you know alaba is coming off a fantastic euros uh, you know he's he can play as a left back left center back and if they ever need him in midfield he will you know adapt there as well and uh, you know i think it is going to be tough this time versus them so i i don't feel i don't think ancelotti's teams are anyways easier to play at any point of time uh you know whatever you think of him and coming to us i mean see we've gone through a big change like we've lost lukaku hakimi we replaced them with dumfries and okin korea respectively and inzaghi is a manager who's not fixated on like a tall short striker system you know he needs more versatile player versatile players and you have korea who's a very versatile player like you know he'll play in practically any role up front you ask him to and he's a, he's a, he's a threat he, he offers a lot of threats going forward like you know his dribbling his technical ability uh you know he people think usually he's a short striker he's actually very tall as well so it's an interesting one to see because i so far from what i've seen from us in the pre season and the first two games my only thing is that we still need to solidify at the back a tad bit more although we have a we have great players in defense like bastoni skriniar and debray we just need to have proper moments of concentration and my only worry one more worry that always remains that has been for the past two three seasons has been samir handanovic as a goalkeeper he's an intelligent you know of course he's only won one trophy but then he's been there through the hard times as well uh, but but he's way past his prime and he continues to make errors like he did versus hellas verona the other day uh, so that's one worry like uh, and you can't make these errors versus a club like real madrid and if you do then you have to you know make sure you don't you have extra pressure versus teams like shakhtar and even sheriff tiraspol because you know i don't i don't i mean i've not watched the moldovan league or something but then again those last two games versus dinamo zagreb caught my eye you know sheriff tiraspol relied completely on you know their fans and just the you know desire to go through you know just you know holding their shape pressing capitalizing on zagreb's errors uh 
so you know it is it is a it's not i i wouldn't say it's the most difficult group that way but it's still a group where inter if from inter's perspective since i'm an inter fan we still need work to do because in the past three seasons we have messed up qualifications where we should have at least gone through once like i know slavia prague two seasons ago was not an easy team to play they drew at camp now you know they gave us a hard time but last season you could have made an argument that we should have gone through we drew to shakhtar twice nil nil so and shakhtar to their credit they beat real madrid as well so you know again i mean i kind of think that with simone inzaghi inter is a tad bit more expressive under him than conte like it's a le- we are less rigid in a way but then again you have to check the defensive side of things you know i feel the depth we have right now as you pointed out before like yes we lost lukaku but then by losing lukaku we got like four attackers which we've been calling for for the last two seasons you know we have korea jeko sanchez um of course lotaro and our bright talent martin chetriano so that's like five attackers up front and we just need denzel lumfries to now settle in slowly and you know the midfield is packed as well so i think there is a chance you know like i wouldn't say you know we are definitely going to top the group or something of course for me real madrid remain the favorites but i think there is an outside chance we may top it like if if we at least win one game versus real madrid but again my overall prediction would be that we finish second uh this time we finally go through to the round of 16 and that would actually be my objective as well for the uh, champions league group because i think that's what we should aim for at least the round of 16 and then focus on the league again because uh, our fixtures around the time we play shakhtar are pretty tough like the first time we play shakhtar we play atalanta before that we play fiorentina before that after shakhtar we play sassuolo lazio you know then we play sheriff and then we play juventus so it's it's a tough one so at least the round of 16 yeah i feel we can do it yeah Oh, as can I said, speak? Yeah, one second. Yeah. yeah, as I said, uh, you know, you enter uh, Barcelona and Dortmund and Slavia Prague. Uh, I yeah. I could recall those days. You know, we yeah, yeah. we qualified just with a with a bit of luck. Yeah. Uh, I think Inter yeah. lost against uh, Barcelona at the, on the last day. Mm. Is that so? Yeah, we lost twice. We lost we lost twice and uh, yeah, uh, Slavia scored. Prague. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Slavia Prague, Slavia Prague made it made life hell for Barcelona and Inter. I mean, they made it tough for you guys at the Westfalen uh, Stadion as well. But then you guys actually ended up beating them at least right twice. So, uh, which is what Inter and Barcelona couldn't do. They couldn't beat Slavia at home. Yeah. So yeah, I think you know uh, Inter uh, has predicted. Can I predict- speak? Yeah. Okay. Go. Go on. Uh, but do you only think uh, Real are. Uh... very weekend uh, this time around because uh, i don't consider them as a favorite this time because no, they see, lost uh, yeah yeah but then again see i know they lost varan they lost of course ramos at once and that's and what i said initially odega yeah odega but then you i don't really think he would have started anyways like they never you know zidane left him out of the squad when he picked his uh, squad for the first match day so he was never a part of plans anyways so uh, also to come to the defensive issue yes i did say i think that could hurt them a bit but still you know i don't think they're like they're not prepared for cc you saw miguel gutierrez made his debut versus betis the other day a fantastic I talent think, at left back yeah, i sorry. think i'll uh, i'll just uh, say one line i think if they lose any one of cruz uh, modric or uh, casemiro they're uh, they're in trouble but then, because they don't have what is their replacements oh definitely see i get your point what you're saying because modric you know modric is what 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 do you want me to say at this age he's putting in fantastic work rate but if you see the last two games modric cruz have been injured too and you know 
they somehow find a way like you know that's my thing because after what i saw last season versus us as well you know they were in an injury crisis when they came to san siro uh, you know waran was the one who had to take charge and he did a fantastic job versus us uh, so that is that and uh, you know you have young players like miguel gutierrez stepping up at left back then that allows alaba to play in his new preferred position which is his left center back position so uh, you but know but he is not I, a natural fit right i won't say he's, see he's not a natural fit per se but then it's see what he realized from that was a uh, position is on his ball distribution and he does does a fantastic job man if he can do it for austria you know he can do it for real madrid let's not question his uh, leadership and all that i, I get your point I'm, i get your concern i get nah, your concern not, i i i think i am uh, he's uh, very well equipped on the athletic front but i am i'm not sure he can deliver like ramos on the leadership front no That's definitely see they they they're different players i mean i get your point on that i just feel that if if you if you're trying to say that it's much of a void i don't think it's much of a void of course anybody would miss ramos i get it sergio ramos is ramos after all right like he scored versus us last season too he scored a header out of nowhere he makes those late runs into the box you know during corners or even set pieces he's fantastic at that so midel probably missed that and as you said if they incur an injury in the backline before the game you know they have it in for them but i still for me why they remain as favorites is because they can simply somehow they pull pull something out of nowhere you know like and uh, for me the most dangerous player remains karim benzema you know you know people say things about him but he's in fantastic form every season people say that you know this guy will decline decline but no for way me, <laughs> he's he's for fantastic for, uh, understand uh, for me uh, their attack and defense uh, sorry i mean their attack and midfield are uh, sorted but once yeah. they get uh, injuries to their uh, defense they are uh, they are yeah. different You saw that in that semi-finals last year. Yes, yes, definitely. I, I get what you're saying. That's what I said. Like, I get your point. But as things stand, as of today, the squad they have available, barring injuries, if that I is the squad, a, I yeah, think Inter have a better defense uh, than Real. Uh, this oh, year. see, all, of course, like quality-wise, like you tell me, Skriniar is better than Nacho. Skriniar is better than, uh, you know, Skriniar is almost uh, up there with Alaba. You know, Devra is fantastic. Collectively, the backline, Inter's backline, is fantastic. my only doubt arises from simone inzaghi's tactical approach and i'm not saying he's bad defensively or anything my only concern is he said it in his conference the other day he allows his players a lot of freedom while going forward and that is something conte used to stress on he always stressed on having a balance which inzaghi might give way too much freedom at times it can happen you know let's see how he wants to shape up against real madrid so that's one area i want to see because i saw it in pre season 2 I saw it was his uh, Genoa. We were a tad bit slightly open in defense. Uh, I don't know how Genoa at least didn't score one goal. Like we let them have like eleven shots. So yeah, so that's my only concern. But again, this is an early part of the season. There's a lot to iron out. So I'm not, of course, I'm an Inter fan, so I don't want to discredit us. So I think, I think we will. I think, I think, I think we are uh, taking uh, Inzaghi lightly because uh, no. he took uh, Lazio to round of sixteen last year. So yeah, he must course. have something he, he in him. No, he did, and he's done it with a Lazio squad and an owner in Claudio Lotito. He doesn't give him a lot of financial backing. He got Lazio to the Champions League in after thirty years, and I don't doubt Inzaghi. Inzaghi has been one of my favorite coach for years now. I just feel he he's still in the process of maturing and growing as a coach tactically, which he is. Don't get me wrong, and I feel that he will. I see, as I said, there is an outside chance Inter top the group, but I still like, and I feel that they should at least try to win the match at home, which is the first match. if not away 
right so let's see let's see i'm in my opinion overall it's going to be a it going to be close between real madrid inter and shakhtar will try to cause some problems and i genuinely feel shakhtar are better off than last season based on what i've watched so far uh, and i rate deserbi as a coach a lot i saw him at sassuolo he developed players like locatelli berardi juricic um, you know boga raspadori right now is developing you know he had he made uh, a 30 year old caputo score 20 plus league goals with his tactical approach in with sassuolo so yeah that's my take on uh, group d balaji yeah so yeah let me let us ask the real madrid fan here you know we yeah. almost forgot about pritam we you guys have been talking about real madrid without him so pritam uh, your take on the champions league draw yeah like whenever it comes to champions league like the first thing that comes to my mind is like real madrid is real madrid like no one can deny that when it comes to ucl knights and now especially when bernabeu is back i feel more optimistic about how the things will go because with fans with that pressure in the bernabeu the things will be completely different as like other way last year it was like the home games were pretty much comfortable for the away team this year this year it won't be the same way around and uh, this year the, even the group is same i'm little much more optimistic this time around because the first thing i want to start is like our defense line even we we have left uh, varan and ramos but the thing now is like uh, with all due respect to ramos and how he is like he is a real madrid legend but the thing is like alaba we have got in his prime so now current situation in football is like we need cbs who have pace who can track back nicely and that's what ancelotti's game is all about like it's more about offense you play so you need two cbs who can like track back nicely so at so now i think like alaba and milita are a good pair i do, i can't say like they can match to veran and ramos but they're actually good pair they can recover nicely and uh, one more thing like people like people were discussing over here like real madrid is dependent on cruz modric and casemiro i don't think so this time around because since like like cruz hasn't played this season la liga but still real madrid has won two won two matches and like draw drew one so i don't think it is like that this time around we have got valverde who is very good around and proper box to box midfielder proper he can play 90 minutes that's what i feel like this time around real madrid is pretty much good and forwards is like the best thing is like hazard is getting back and what i love about hazard this time around he's playing much more in the center the more he comes to the center the more he gets the ball the more he is attacking like that's what i love about hazard benzema is always benzema as like other people said even rivals what i say inter fans and like they are saying even benzema is benzema so of course he is there and what i feel turn around will be vinicius junior what i have seen in this three matches ex- exceptional turnaround turnaround with his finishing with his dribbling the kind of confidence he wears so exceptional and i guess with all due respect to inter i think real madrid should be favorites to top this group unless and until we face any injury crisis and i know of course the match uh, match against inter away match will be a tough one surely it will be a great match to watch but i feel real madrid can go through inter i think for my personal opinion inter with conte was little more threatening like as a real madrid fan because conte was much more organized he was tactical genius to be honest like even after zidane went we thought like we could get conte so we can have that tactical thing so i, I actually i loved conte very much but even now they have simeon uh, simeon the enzagi simeon enzagi so it's it's a good team actually 
Inter is a good team and Shatka Shatkar last time around like they shocked us like how can i forget that night they shocked us but i, I don't think like uh, under this errors happens like every time this miracles don't happen every time so i guess real madrid is the favorite to win this group and fc sherif is there i guess like what is my unlikely opinion is like if a top two if inter or real madrid somehow faces a draw against fc sherif there will be a difficulty and shaktar can like count on that opportunity last time around it was the same thing like the fourth team actually took a draw or a win from the top two and like the table was turned around and it went till the match day 6 so i feel this time around it can be the same thing and we can have a like competitive group and not like only two teams so that's what it is like that's what i feel about but yeah, i feel yeah go on bro yeah yeah bro yeah okay so yeah that's what happens in every group you know the la- the fourth and the third group always duke it out between themselves and also try to also, get a draw also also balaji balaji yeah. before we move to the next group i would like to point out last season we had munchen cleared back like they were in form before they crashed like you know before they lost it or uh, lost their plot under rosa uh, you know and marco rosa is one of the best coaches there tactically so he definitely was going to make things hard i mean no, you know he drew- i just hello i just want to say one thing about last season like this this season around people people neutral fans or rivals fan will think real madrid is a weak even last time around when we when we were in the group like when we played first two matches like i guess it was if i'm not wrong it was a draw and a loss i think it was a draw and a loss and like yeah, people yeah, were course. already speculating people were uh, people were already speculating about europa even people were like so like it is so pessimist that they were but, talking about real madrid will finish fourth thing. but yeah, real madrid will finish fourth on- but Yeah, like, never like, based on first like. yeah, but, but speculating that Real Madrid might finish third, like the form that Monchen Gladbach had and like everything, Real Madrid will finish third or fourth. But Real Madrid finished at the like the the last day match day. Real Madrid played very exceptional. They finished yes. first, and even yes. after that round of sixteen, we went. We had uh, Atlanta, so everybody yep. thought like Atlanta is Atlanta was like peak, I guess. that atlanta and like ajax on uh, like that other other year around was like same even atlanta is very good team now but somehow Re- real madrid finds a way that's that's the thing somehow real that's madrid exactly, knows that yeah like, that's exactly yeah, what they, i was saying telling know, you like, yeah that the real madrid knows the they, ha- they know that ucl kind of vibe like they know that what what's needed to like get games out of from there and that's what uh like experience is all about cruz modric casemiro they have one four three or three four ucls together they know every, every actually great so that's what uh, that's what i want to say like, even against liverpool you were saying like the other the people were saying like injuries might haunt real madrid but i don't think so like against liverpool we had ramos injured we had varane injured even so many covid cases still we managed to win a, win at anfield i want to praise valverde and people were talking about odegaard left i want to just tell an incidents about valverde valverde played at an unnatural position when he was injured with a foot so like we have that kind of players who are ready to give their everything for real madrid and so that's what it is like real madrid will always find a way that's how i see is like and no one when we won a three pit three pit ucl 
like no one thought real madrid can ever do that like even that time around real madrid weren't the favorite to win the champions league if you are oh. if you might be knowing psg was there man city was there even that time around juventus was very strong atletico madrid was very strong so that's what it is like it's all about that moment and who is who cracks under that pressure and who lives that pressure that is all, that is what it is about yeah oh, hello yeah so uh, can i talk yeah one sec bro yeah that's what happens you know real madrid are considered to be favorites this season too uh, let's hope they win you know uh, ancelotti you know you can't expect anything from him you know he could deliver surprises for no, like i see see it will be it will be so it will be so like uh, like unfair on ancelotti if i say like real madrid to win the ucl but actually the best guy to manage this budding real madrid like the in transition real madrid is none other than ancelotti he knows how to build a team from yeah. nothing yeah so we have got probably the best guy who can like make like take that transition like take us through that transition and like hopefully i think we can go to quarter finals like if we are sound if we are good we are good to play under top 8 i think quarter finals and if we are lucky with the draws we can end it, end it like we can end anywhere like then onwards but at least we can go we can uh, go to top 8 i guess with this team around being everything having and we, if we had like good january transfer window we think if we can get a cb in a transfer window in january so i think real madrid will become a contender then if we find a cb in january because yeah. that's what the concern is all about now yeah so let's straight away jump to the group f we have villarreal united atlanta and young boys we have united fan vibe here so vibe hello vibe uh, hello vibe uh, yeah. just a minute yeah balaji yeah bro go on uh pritam la i just wanted to ask you one question oh, he left uh he left bro oh. okay the thing is uh, real uh, uh, lost two cbs but uh, they replaced it only one cb don't you think it will be a concern for them yeah bro i think he left bro pritam left we'll go on with vibe yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. Hi, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah, here, man. You must be a happy guy this weekend. Ronaldo came home. So, your thoughts on Ronaldo's transfer? And we'll go talk about Group F. Um, first things first is that uh, it was completely unexpected. Because Thursday was the uh, uh, time when uh, the news came out that Manchester City are closing in for Ronaldo. But it just like I 24 hours gap. we signed ronaldo and it was completely uh, unexpected to sign ronaldo but i would say that um, uh, it would, it is really nice to have ronaldo back uh, the cr7 is back to manchester united and to old trafford and to stratford and again so yeah that, that's it about ronaldo it's exciting to see him uh, partner with uh, bruno uh, sancho and uh, everyone and last thing is that it will be really good for the youngsters to learn from him especially greenwood and the form he is it's really uh, uh, good to see him uh, come to united yeah so you know mr champions league is at, is at your team you know uh, ronaldo's back at united that's what the news that's going on all around the world you know it's it's been a craziest transfer window so yeah uh, united it seems to be a pretty easy group for you against villarreal they won the europa league uh last season you i think yeah, the red devils are seeking revenge this time and atlanta and young boys so your thoughts on the group 
first of all, more than the group, I would say one thing is that our team. Um, so the even though we, whatever team we get in the group, our team must be capable of beating any team. And uh, I think that our midfield isn't capable of even uh, uh, topping the group. We may qualify to the round of 16, but we... Uh, with the with the midfield that we have now with Fred and McTominay and Matic, I don't see us going in, uh, through very dominantly, because uh, if we see the first three uh, three games of Villarreal, they have drawn. They are really solid team. Again, they play with the low block. And uh, if we see Southampton game of Manchester United, uh, we played against the low block and we had drawn the game. And yesterday also against Wolves, it was a lucky win for us again. We played completely bad uh, against the low block again. So moving on to the next uh, team will be uh, uh, is it if I'm not wrong uh, Villarreal and Atlanta right yeah Atlanta has won their uh, game of uh, one game and they have uh, drawn the other so even they are a good contender for us in this season and like young boys again uh, they are also a good uh, uh, team to uh, play against because they are from uh, Switzerland and Switzerland is a really tough. Uh, place to play uh, as football team, right? So, this time groups will be really, uh, though it may seem easy, but it is not because uh, the team that we have isn't capable of, uh, the midfield that we have isn't capable of playing against low block and yesterday, if you see, we had only like four to five shots on target and that is not a team like Manchester United caliber to have. Yeah. Yeah, so we all know Ronaldo's back. And he's going to get the goals that United have been wanting from the likes of Cavani and Martial. I think, you know, United at the Premier League, they are too dangerous, you know. United could go for the title this season. If I'm not wrong, you know, Ronaldo's back. That's the main reason. But not only Ronaldo, we are eagerly waiting to see Ronaldo-Bruno combination. Yeah, let's hope, you know, I think United will go through this group. It's it's a pretty easy group. So, uh, yeah. Paibo, we... one question. Yes, sir. Uh, no, no, no. You call, call me Neo. The thing is that uh, they extended uh, Kavani's contract by one more year. So, what do you think is the reason became, uh, for uh, Cristiano coming back? Uh, so, first of all, uh, uh, one thing that I noticed was uh, Ole Gunnar Solzer told uh, Kavani that uh, just playing one season with Manchester United with no fans uh, isn't uh, uh, it's not the field that uh, Manchester United striker must have. Uh, Ole Gunnar Solzer told Kavani to stay for one more season because he thought that Kavani should play in front of the Manchester United fans. And the next thing is that he has really, uh, what to say, uh, paired up with Greenwood well. And he has really uh, made uh, Greenwood uh, uh, score many goals and he has taught him a few things uh, in a um, in training session. So, it's good to have an experienced player such as Cavani on the uh, team for one more season. So, that's my thought regarding it. Uh, will uh, Cavani be a starter or a substitute? And uh, so, if it comes to starter, the pace uh, here uh, is different because if we see a pace, the pace difference between Ronaldo and uh, Cavani, uh, it's surely that Ronaldo is way faster than Cavani. And uh, physicality-wise, also Ronaldo is uh, more fitter than uh, Cavani because he has played almost all the games last season. I mean, Ronaldo has played for Juventus. He's really uh, fit even at the age of 37. So, I believe that Ronaldo will start. And it, there is no surprise if we play uh, a two at the striking and the, the diamond formation. So, even that may happen with two at the front. 
I think uh, there's a possibility he may try uh, four to four. Yeah, uh, that's what uh, what I meant was uh, last year we tried uh, diamond formation against few teams like Leipzig. Uh, we tried uh, and uh, we lost that match three uh, two uh, to Leipzig. But uh, the reason was the tempo of the ball. Again, it comes to the midfield. Whatever uh, uh, whatever team we have, it does not matter. The midfield of our uh, midfield of our team is not just good enough to play against high level teams. That's my thought. I. So yeah, yeah, guys. Uh, now we are back again, recording the group A session. We have an unexpected, uh, surprise visit from Eric. Yeah, I addressed him that he's he will not be coming. You know, for the week, uh, he is so disappointed about the Leipzig's performance and all the things going around there. You know, Sabitzer leaving Leipzig for Bayern. Yeah, even uh, as a Bundesliga fan, you know, Sabitzer even if he went for some other team. it would not be it would not be that hurtful for uh, eric here no eric uh, welcome back so your thoughts on first zabitzer to bayern munich yeah disappointing um but i'm not surprised uh yeah to be fair he can help by on a little bit but um i think it's not the the expected weakening um again because um yeah we lost Nagelsmann we lost uh Upamecano to them um that was yeah Upamecano was a light weakening weakening Nagelsmann and Sabitzer won't be weakening I think because yeah we still have some good players a uh, good coach which has uh, who has much talent and good effort to bring the team forward like Nagelsmann once said so yeah a little bit disappointed because Sabitzer is a class player but yeah yeah you Should know be... yeah go on bro if you have anything yeah, yeah okay uh no was finished you can go yeah okay so the thing is you know everyone in the bundesliga kind of hates bayern munich you know he they like wiped you wiped out the manager the your best defender last season and your best attacking midfielder striker kind of zabitzer so let's put all that aside and we have a champions league draw to review so yeah everyone thought leipzig you know they would surprise uh, a, any team if they any team in their group so but not that surprising thing uh, in this champions league draw you know going up against Uh, Manchester City, Paris, and Club Brugge. So, what was your initial thoughts on the draw? You know, uh, yeah, you 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 kind of freaked out if I'm not wrong in the group. You said you was you were too disappointed on seeing that uh, draw. So, your thoughts on the draw? I would have hoped for an easier group, to be honest, because Paris and Manchester are both tough teams to take. um with Guardiola as manager at Manchester City and Messi as player um with Neymar and Mbappé at Paris Saint-Germain so yeah um I was a little bit jealous because um if you look at Group G Wolfsburg as a German 
Um, club has quite, yeah, easier opponents to take with Salzburg, with Sevilla, and um, I don't know which third club was, but um, yeah, that was a little bit uh, the group I favored. Um, so it, yeah, it will be difficult, but not um, impossible for RB to get through uh, to the run of the last 16. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, but it will be not an easy ride. Yeah, Therefore, it's, it's um, going to be a really tough ride. But, you know, uh, Manchester City and PSG have a lot of experience in bottling the uh, chances of winning the title. But, you know, if you are too lucky, they could also bottle the chances of moving forward uh, to the knockout stages. But, you know, for on my personal thought, it's really a bad thing for Leipzig to go up against City and Paris. You know, uh, they could kind of surprise if they went against any any of the both of the teams uh, in the knockout stages you know knockout stage anything can happen but you know the group stage it's kind of like uh, it's fixed you know if you if you see like Paris is going to play against Leipzig you know there will be a lot of possibility that Paris is going to win but there's a lot you know uh, putting that all aside you know anything can happen on that 90 minutes no one can predict anything anything can happen that's the beauty of football so for me you know uh, Leipzig uh, surely if not they are not qualifying they surely have a Europa League spot and you know they could potentially win the Europa League considering the other groups you know the third the third team that are uh, like going up to going up to the race to qualify for the uh, for the knockout stages but you know the third team that is going to finish at the third the most ex- expected team to finish at the third is kind of easy, uh, you know, like, you know, in group B, you know, uh, Atletico, Liverpool and Porto, Milan are there, you know, everyone will, will be expecting Milan to finish third and Milan doesn't stand a chance against Leipzig on the group C, you know, Dortmund, Sporting, Ajax and Beskitas, you know, for me, Sporting will be finishing third and Sporting will not be also be uh, a challenge to uh, Leipzig, you know, Leipzig could potentially win the uh, Europa League this season if they don't qualify for the champ for the latest stages of Champions League. But let's see, you know, anything can happen. That's the that's the nature of football. Yeah. yeah. So with that, I think you know, Group E we have Bayern, Barcelona, Benfica, and Dynamo Kiev. You know, uh, I don't think Eric will do that, but you know, Eric will be cursing on Bayern. You know, losing against. Uh, Barcelona again, you know they they are kind of dominant on the league. Uh, yeah, let's hope Bayern lose against Barcelona. Uh, on Group F, you know we have Vibo who discussed about the United's chance of going through. Yeah, coming to Group E, I want to talk about this. It's it's been my personal favorite group. Uh, even even though I'm a Dortmund fan, you know Dortmund is going up against Sporting Ajax, which is an easy group. But uh, Group G. It's a treat for uh, more, you see, a uh, football fan who who not only like uh, go into the content of the of the team they support, but, you know, I love Lil. Uh, I play football manager, you know. I always kind of play with Lil. You know, Sevilla is a group. Sevilla is a team that could also surprise everyone. Salzburg, you know, it's, it's coming under Leipzig's 
family rb family and you know wolfsburg uh, they had a great season last season at bundesliga so anything can happen in this group you, you know uh, if you if you go and give uh, this group g and tell a normal average football fan to predict this you know they can't even predict the top 2 you know the the basic no a frequent football fan will say that sevilla will top the group but you know anything can happen in this group so i'm for me it's it's i am registering my personal favorite group here and it's group g so thank you guys for hearing out you know it's been a uh, wild uh, wild a journey so far it's been one month of our podcast and with the help of our guests we came forward towards this uh this kind of achievement you know uh, the analytics this came in that uh, we are getting kind of 50 to 60 listeners per episode which is great you know uh, other than the 20 uh, guests we have on our group the other 40 or the fans the fans are all around the world you know i had the statistics that showing that spot from spotify you know uh africa from africa we are getting listeners from germany you know because of eric here i think he he must have shared with his friends so we'll be getting uh listeners from uh, germany you know we have uh, we had you know uh, uh that uh, olympic elio marseille fan and we are getting listeners from there too because you know he must have shared with his family and friends so it's it's great you know uh you know i started as a uh a kid even though i am just 17 i think it's a personal achievement for me of hosting a, a worldwide podcast with fans all around the world so thank you guys for your support and uh, i don't want to sound like youtubers you know they are like begging for subscribe and uh, share it with your friends and uh, support us uh, if you like our content we do a we do episodes covering all the leagues in the world so not all the leagues sorry uh, the top five leagues in europe so thank you guys for hearing and we'll meet soon in the next episode thank you